When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. I'm your host, Leanne. Alarm! Alarm! <laughs> Klaxon alert! Special alert! <laughs> yes, we know we're breaking our regularly scheduled programming because Andor was so damn good. We gotta talk about it. We're so funny. We're like, we're not gonna do it episode by episode. It's like, uh, are we gonna actually be able to get away with that? Because it's so fucking good. We just. Had to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, this one was really good. Episode four was really, really good. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> it's really good. And you and I were already, we're texting and sending voice messages. And I was like, we got to just record it because yes. you're making so many good points. You're blowing my mind with some idea. I was like, we just, it's too much. It's too good. Let's just do it. Well, I, I am <laughs> so slightly surprised that I blew your mind with what I said in the message. So <laughs> you did. Holy shit. We should just start right there because your observation was so on point. It. I was just like, how did I not even notice? I was just so drawn in by the story and all the different levels and, and different plot threads that are going on Yeah. that I, I kind of like didn't even see that so tell the people that's why there's (laughs) two of us (laughs) what i essentially said was and i guess we can use this as you know a platform to to start the episode is that we saw the empire we saw the senate and we saw a rebel group and what i said to you was we're kind of seeing the same theme in every single group whether it's Rebel Group of Seven, or all the way up to the boardroom of Imperial <laughs> Intelligence, if you will. And they're, they can't trust each other. Uh, they're playing sides. They're holding back information from one another. Um, yeah. They're, they're playing two different parts, all of them. And it, I thought it was fantastic that we got to see it in layers all in one episode. And it was the introduction of the empire and the senate i mean we're back to coruscant how fucking strange was that it was weird it was like visiting a city you had been to like 10 years ago and coming back yeah. it was like kind of similar but also kind of different yeah it was cool it i was like seeing it strange but we got to see a lot we got to see a lot in this episode and the pacing was fantastic the storytelling was great the the, the cinematography yeah. again the sounds, the TIE Fighters coming in. Oh, man. I know. I thought of you. When the TIE Fighter flew through the valley, oh. I was like, that's Leanne. She would love that. And it was so pure because <laughs> it was not clouded by laser blasts or anything. It was just like the two that flew by. And it was cool that they heard it before it got yeah. there. And then they hid and like, then they went. And I was just like, ah. It's so good. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we get to see that no one trusts anybody in this new in this new galaxy. <laughs> I loved that. I think that so it was so cool because it and I like that it didn't occur to me kind of at first, like not until you mentioned it, because that means it wasn't super heavy handed. They're just showing the yeah. stories going on. And if you pick up on the fact that it's like the same thing happening in the Empire is happening in this little group of rebels where there's a new person in the group. Someone's kind of giving them shit. There's mm-hmm. a lot of distrust. Mm-hmm. There's people fighting for their position. You know, like the leader of the rebels, Luthen is saying to her, you wanted to lead, you have to step up. This you is have it. to make these decisions. And that doesn't necessarily mean you get to be popular at the same time. Truth. I thought that was so interesting. Well, any leadership book will tell you those exact words, <laughs> you know. Right. So it was it was excellent. Yeah, it was so cool. I love, is it Luthen? Is that his name? <laughs> I think so, yeah. L- Luthen, depending on how you roll the T and a- the H. Um. R- rail uh, the main dude i yes. loved his performance he actually shouted at that woman look at me and he has such no. a gruff way about him and then he puts the wig on the rings and totally transforms and he had to like practice yes. he had to like practice in that room by himself yes. and you could tell it ate at him that he had to do that and i yes loved it loved it I do too. And like Stellan Skarsgård never plays a character like that. Just to see him like smiling and, and being like, come right into my lovely. <laughs> it's just like, who is this man? Well, that's the, that's it. That's the part yes. he plays. And what an interesting art gallery. Yes. Strange. And I loved that they kind of juxtaposed that with Cyril going home. Oh, Totally. Totally. Which I'm pretty sure he's on Coruscant, yeah, right? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... No, he is. And I was checking to see how far down he went, because the farther down you yes. are in Coruscant, the poor. So he's about, like, middle class, upper middle upper middle class, based right. on... He wasn't. He didn't go down for very long. But long enough to know that he had crawled up out of there. Oh, yeah. And now he's going he's back falling. down again. And, and the Empire says, don't look down for how far you oh fall. Oh, my God, you're right. And then they pan to him. Literally going down, falling down the the ladder. That <sighs> I'm telling you, every <laughs> this show is so fucking smart. Everything in this show is deliberate, and I fucking appreciate it. If I could hug everyone who wrote this show, same. Like, and this is a far cry from what I thought about episodes one and two. But you know what? I heard everything in this episode. I was prepared. I heard every line. Yeah. Few things were quiet, but. Not every episode is, you know. And one thing I appreciate about this show is I can see it. It's not the dark show that we're used to where they just make everything so dark, Game of Thrones, where you can't see everything and you think (laughs) shit's happening, but you're not sure because it's so dark. We're not getting that. We're getting, what fucking planet was that that they were on? Because I loved it. The the Iceland looking with the Nordic shepherds. I I loved that whole thing. Their outfits were fucking great. And it was such an interesting mix, too, because it was like it could have been some sort of like northern European, like even like Ukrainians have that like traditional embroidery. Yes. But then it also like was reminiscent of like Mexico and the the kind of like Poncho, the shepherd there as well, and like the embroidery that they have. So it was kind of just like this beautiful homage to... I don't even know how to describe it. Like shepherd folk, whatever, <laughs> if there's a term for that. But. I don't know what it was, but I loved it. The, sh- the shepherding yeah. thing was great. And their little bit of like culture that they gave Cassian about the stars and the... Yes. That was very cool. 
I, I know. That. I was like, I was so excited. I was like, are we gonna get to see it? Because you're like, you're the you're the cosmos one of of us. You're the you're the one who looks to the moon and the stars here. And I was like, oh man, if if we actually saw that, Lauren would Lauren would die of happiness. If that was a thing in real life, oh. I would pilgrimage to that every Heck time yes. it happened because it sounds amazing. It sounds cool as hell. Anyway, I thought that yeah. culture bit was cool. Well, and so this just shows that like I don't really read that many books like star wars books i read a few of them like mainstream books i'm not super deep in all the reading so all these little details that we're seeing like cassian said he fought in some war Mm -hmm. and then luthan's like you didn't fight you were a cook like you know these little things about where they're referencing like peripheral stuff that's going on i don't know if they're making all of this up Mm-hmm. Or if it's already, some of it I'm sure is like already exists in legends or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is fucking brilliant. And like you don't actually need to know all the details. You could watch it and not know and still get so much out totally. of it. It's because I was just talking to my sister about this. She was saying she liked how in Cassian's flashbacks, they don't translate what the kids are saying. Mm-hmm. No, you have to gather. Yeah, and you don't you don't need it. You can read the dynamics and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it kind of is also a way to use it, like a cinematic way of keeping you as a viewer at arm's length from true. this memory yes which very maybe true. is even something cassian is experiencing so it's the same thing with all these other little details where it's like you don't have to know yeah. it's just a layer there that contextualizes the character a little bit more just by the reference points mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. give you, but you don't actually have to know the details of what they're talking about. And I just, these writers are so good. I yeah. just and feel very strongly. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all could see her talking with her hands, <laughs> which I don't normally you do, don't but normally I'm just do. like, <laughs> it's usually me. Uh, but yeah, she's very passionate <laughs> about this. Hey, I told you, I texted you like four minutes in. That I was already loving it. The conversation between Luthen and Cassian on the ship when it was taking place and they go into to hyperspace and they're having this conversation. I loved every second of it. It was the tension yeah. and the kind of Luthen already knows enough about him to kind of pin him in this position. And it's like you could fight and it could actually mean something instead of just chipping away at them and still dying in the end, you know. And yeah. God, we know that he dies in the end anyway, but it matters. <laughs> yeah. And this is his path to making it matter. But you were talking about the books. I just recently finished Rebel Rising, and I know you're planning on reading it soon. So I won't yeah. spoil anything for you and for others. But I couldn't help but put together a few uh, similarities, some not so obvious and some very obvious, between Jin and Cassian in those first scenes on the ship. Mm-hmm. He pulls a knife out of his boot and... In Rebel Rising, yeah. Jin is very connected to the knife that she keeps in her boot. And then he has the Kyber Crystal necklace, which, of course, yes. very much like Jin. But the words that Cassian says, and this is why I loved that opening scene, was like, what does it matter? To eat matters. To live another day matters. To, you know, keep running and find those things. That's literally what Jin felt in the end, you know? Because none of it mm-hmm. really matters to, like, the little guy. Right. And Luthien's just like, Luthen. It's hard for a Middle Earther like myself to not think Luthien because Baron and Luthien are such staple characters in my language. They're programmed um, in. Yeah. So Luthen or Luthen or whatever his name is very close to Luthien. And I have to remember not to say that. But Lord of the Rings fans will forgive me, I hope. Uh, but Luthen basically flat out just tells him, nah, 
it's not gonna fly. This is gonna yeah. This is gonna mean something, and we want you. Oh, that's so cool. I love that they're they're bringing so these good. parallels. Yes, it's so good. Because Diego Luna says that. I actually posted this on my Instagram a while back. I was watching interviews with him and Felicity Jones when Rogue One first came out. And he was saying at first when he meets Jin, he kind of doesn't like her because she's a mirror to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's hard to look the truth in the face. Exactly. And he said at first, you know, you're kind of put off by that. And then over time, you start to realize, like, this is a person that I can connect with because they're so similar to me. And, like, I thought that was really interesting. It is because we see why in the end, when Jin is kind of turned down by the rebellion for her suggestion to go. uh, And she walks out and Cassian is leading this group and says, we'll follow you. We believe in you and we'll join this cause why we understand we're getting glimpses into his thinking as to how he gets why he believes in this stranger well they were all strangers who didn't believe at one point or another right and they'd gone through and done so much for the rebellion that they needed a new spark like this and they mentioned saw Gerrera in this episode I know. I'm I'm very <laughs> excited to see him come back. I just can't believe we're going to get him again. I, I can't wait to I see. <laughs> I can't wait to I see can't it. either. Forrest Whitaker does such a good job oh, with that he character. Is, His, oh, so good. I can't see anyone else in that in that role. No. I mean, I, he wasn't the first to play him because he was animated sure, first, sure. but like the his performance is so unexpected. I know. That's what I really love I know. About I, I love it. Forrest so Whitaker. Good. Anyway. I love him anyway. Yeah. But same. as Saw, as this heavily damaged but very passionate individual, he, I, he just pulls it off so well. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> can, can we talk about Mon Mothma? Because I have things to say. Yes. Oh, my God. Please. Okay, because me and you are, I know we're just dying to, like, get, get to it. Let's just get to it. But holy fuck. Who's impressed? Hands raised. Both of us. Me. Oh my, my God. God. <laughs> Genevieve is so good. Genevieve. 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 So good. <laughs> I mean, out the gate. Yeah. Owns it. It's so natural. That's the thing. That's what is blowing my fucking mind about this show is the performances. Yes. Are nothing like Star Wars performances, which. It's true. Is fine. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> they could be a little clunky, right? So yeah, and like sometimes you're going like, oh, that like cringe moment. Yep. That was really yep. cringy bad. But like it's part of the like love, you know, that you have for Star Wars. Absolutely. This show just like drops all that shit. They're like, we're going hard and we're going real and we don't well, give a fuck. Tony Gilroy <laughs> recently said they start where they did and up the ante every episode. And so far I see nothing that argues that. Yeah. And definitely. Okay, so I gotta say, Genevieve's performance, I she's gonna be it for me. Like, this is gonna be the character I watch. Because yeah. as soon as you see her, I mean, they're already kind of saying, like, oh, she has a new driver. So they know all this stuff, right? And it's kind of a coordinated, mm-hmm. like, so Luthen's little flower cutter, handler, helper, employee, is it kind yeah, of I, like I, an, I an assistant? That I'm helps. not sure what the relationship is there yet. Well, yeah. it looks like she took the the new driver off to the side to give them a moment to speak candidly behind. Yes. And, but not too long. So she's in on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just enough to be natural. Yes. And the, <laughs> and the facade just drops immediately. And they speak frankly. And then it's back on. 
and they walk mm-hmm. out like nothing happens. And you mentioned when she got in the car and they're driving away, she had to like open her her cape or coat or whatever that yes. beautiful outfit is, like to have a moment to breathe. This woman has so much on her shoulders and it's evident. She looks exhausted and we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Well, and it's so funny you mentioned that this morning and then I was reading the Rogue One novelization earlier and I'm Mm -hmm. just at the beginning. So Mon Mothma has literally just walked in and they said she is exhausted. Oh, she looks it. Forever, all through Clone Wars, all she was doing was trying to help people like with Padme and Bail. And it was, who is it, Sisyphus or whoever who keeps... Rolling the boulder up oh, the that's hill it. and it yeah. rolls back yeah. down. Yeah, I was like, that's a mythical. Yeah, but I see where you're going. Yeah. I was like, I don't think there's like, a Star Wars character named Sisyphus. <laughs> no, but there should be. There should be. <laughs> I don't even, I was just not sure if I was pronouncing it correctly. No, that's the a, dude. Yeah, rolling the boulder up constantly. Say. Up the yeah, hill and, and it like, always. I feel like that's her life. Like her whole life is spent Beautiful like, comparison. pushing things for change. And then someone else undermines it and rolls it back. In every arena, right? Like in the Senate and now in the spy, like rebel underground. And then in her personal life, we're mm-hmm. getting a glimpse in there. Oh, amazing. that, wow. <laughs> her fucking house is a pad, is it not? Holy, they, oh that my was God, beautiful. It's... And to see that, like also juxtapose the serials. Totally. Home, totally. It was right? so interesting. You think she's like, at the top but what you see as you get inside her life is it's treacherous yeah she thinks she's done for the day she comes in she's finally like okay fuck that was another long day and then she's presented with this dinner that she has to with a bunch of people she knows don't like her and she has to put yeah. the facade on again and you can just see how like exhausted she is and she just wants like a minute to herself and then is confronted yeah. it's non-stop with her and i loved the part where she says every day there's new faces i can't keep track of them i don't know who's on my side they keep switching roles and can you imagine yeah. the mental task of always keeping track and knowing who's on your side and who it has to be it's exhausting for me to think about you'd be so paranoid all the time and here she's i didn't even know that was her husband until like i told you they made the note about the art i thought he was just a servant the way that they talk to each other (laughs) honest to god i had no idea that was her husband no clue i was like who the fuck is this guy he's incapable and i was like oh that's her husband oops (laughs) poor choice Seriously, he seems like the kind of guys who like maybe married her for money and status and yeah. now is bored. And the way he says, does oh. everything always have to be boring and sad? I was just like, ooh, I hate you so yeah, much. Yeah, he's right up there with Tim with two M's. Um, they can all go straight to hell. <laughs> but honestly, what I wanted to tell sad and boring, what's his name, is that it's no, Star Wars is pain. What, the word you're looking for is pain. <laughs> You're in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> right. I loved the set design of her home. Beautiful, gorgeous, incredible. The rows of, they weren't columns, but they were like dividers or screens. That were like etched which I thought was, or yes. carved. It was beautiful. And then they had cherry blossoms hanging yes. in the house. The first thing was like a bonsai tree of cherry blossoms. That's yes. what it looked like. I was like, that's obviously a very deliberate choice. So I wanted to like look into it and see yes. what's like, what's the representation of a cherry blossom. And a lot of the stuff I was reading was saying it's it's a sign of spring and renewal, mm-hmm. but it is a very short existence. 
Oh. And it blooms beautifully, and then it disappears, and it's fleeting life. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's deliberate, yeah. too. Right? It's wow. about, like, it's part of the all things must must change, all things must end, and you have to learn to come to terms with that. But, like, to have all of that hanging in her home is, like, this really delicate, fleeting thing that won't live for very long. Yes. I was just like, whoa. Well, that's amazing. To that point, when she walks in and there's that tree, she mm-hmm. takes her necklace thing off. So I looked that up because I was very curious. Every f- promotional photo has her with this brooch. It has the chains and then it's pinned. And she had it there. And they, I th- I saw it and I said, okay, they're, they're focusing on it. And of course, we know Mon Mothma for having the double chain on the white. You know, white's her color. The double chain. So I looked it up. And I don't think it's by mistake. Although I don't know what it fully means. So the double hanging like one pin on each shoulder and then there's a pendant in the middle. This is from the original trilogy. It's called a Hannah pendant, which is mm. the pendant given to women in Chandrilla, which is her home planet. It's a medal of freedom. Oh. However, in Andor, it's upside down. So oh. I don't know if it's earned and it's flipped or if she's wearing it upside down on purpose. Yeah. There, I couldn't find an explanation, but I thought that was very interesting that it does mean something, but only in the That's photographs so in the original trilogy, it's upright, but currently in Andor, it's upside down. So I have to believe it means something. I just don't know what yet. <laughs> well, do you know the, the symbol of the American flag hanging upside down? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like a sign of distress. Yes. That like she flips it as a sign of we're in distress. No freedom until everyone's free or distress. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll accept I mean, any it's... answer. <laughs> but it's the same symbol. It's just upside down. So. It's so interesting. You know that none of this shit is an accident. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's why I had to look it up. The cherry blossoms, beautiful symbolism. This is why this show is just blowing my fucking mind. They don't like, have to do any of this, but they do. They don't. And you wouldn't know it unless you care enough to look into it because they're not telling you. Yes. You know, so I went through and rewatched before watching the fourth episode. I told you I went through and rewatched one, two and three. Yes. Because people have been saying it's it's slow. It's kind of boring. It's not grabbing them. So I was just like, I want to look at this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's been improved (laughs) since then. So I'm glad (laughs) you'll have to just. I guess watch it again, maybe with subtitles, so you can. It'll, get, it'll. Like, ha- hey, I understand. I'm worried that we're not going to see those characters again. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, yeah, you never know. You never Star know. Wars, you never know. But anyway, sorry. So I was like, I wanted to really pay attention to the structure and just see, like, are there arbitrary scenes? Like, is there throwaway shit? There is not a single scene that is throwaway. Every single scene is deliberate. And every scene is like a domino piece mm-hmm. that after that scene, it affects the next and then the next and the next. Even the very small, seemingly small thing of when Bix gets her head hit yes. against the wall and she's bleeding. Yeah. And Tim comes running down. The guy who shoots him, his superior officer takes his gun away and he's like, go back to the ship. Right. Like, you're done. Like you're not supposed to. That's not right. part of what we're here for. Exactly. So he goes back to the ship and or his friend... Puts a chain on the ship. Which I love. <laughs> which I love. Brilliant. Which I didn't I didn't catch that that was what he had done the first time I watched it. I'm glad I went back and rewatched. Oh, you didn't. I at least caught that because I didn't have to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
out all the nonverbal details of episode one and two. <laughs> but it was brilliant. So the guy, he smashes, uh, crashes the, the pod, whatever he's flying, which makes all of the, the soldiers turn around and realize, oh, they're behind us, which allows Cassian to escape. It's like if... These chain of events are all connected. There isn't a single detail that doesn't tie very tightly all the threads together. So and it, I, it, I just can't even process this shit. It makes me wonder, like, okay, so they set up a bunch of things in this episode. Where's it going? And we both said, why did it have to end when it did? I oh wanted my more. God, I was- I was so, I was literally like a kid on Christmas. I was just like, no, no, it can't be over. Yeah. This is like a, this is going to be like some kind of five or six hour long movie or longer just stopped at really inopportune (laughs) times that we don't want it to stop because it's that good. I just have to say, Diego Luna is becoming like one of my favorite actors ever. I just, I can't, I cannot believe how good he is in this. He's excellent. He's he's really really handsome. When he was shaving with that knife, yeah, I was like, mm, hi. Who got okay? Who who in the audience got Captain America Endgame or Infinity War? Was it Infinity War or no? It was Endgame. Infinity War. He had the beard. Anyway, he shaved before. You know, right? I, I just had shedding. A, yeah, I just had I just had a, a shaving moment. But you know, Andor looked great because he's he's mostly clean in. Rogue One. So he goes from kind of being kind of like disheveled and un- not unkempt, but yeah. just doesn't care. We'll say a dude that right, yeah, you know has better things to do. Scraggly beard. Yeah, his he- hair sticking out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, now he's got to like play. But I was so uncomfortable with him not knowing and staying quiet. I'm used to Cassian like being Cassian, so it's nice yeah. that Diego's getting to play his character from a place where he's not in power and not in charge. Yeah, and takes orders as opposed to giving them. You know, we'll see the growth. That's the thing. It's like, it's very rewarding to see a character step into their power. Yeah. But you know he he's coming from a place. Now we know he's been in prison. Mm-hmm. He's been in war. Mm-hmm. He's seen his father hanged in the street. Yeah, which we don't have any info on. We didn't get any flashbacks no. in this episode, which I was okay with. We didn't. Yeah. I think they're going to be sprinkled in because they got to give time to the Empire and the Senate and all of that stuff interspersed with flashbacks going in the past, whatever happened on, uh, what's what's the planet that he was from but not from? Fest? Oh, ca- ca- oh ca- Fest. What's- yeah, and then Canari. Canari was the <laughs> other one. Yeah, the original one he's really from. Right. So I think they're balancing it fairly well so far. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what happens with his character because... He started to kind of show signs of the Cassian we knew when he yeah. was in that group of rebels. And he was like, you're all crazy. Like, this yeah. is a suicide run. And then they explained what they were going to do. And then they're like, are you in or out? And he's like, let's do it. Yeah. Like he used to say, <laughs> light him up or whatever he says that I love. Yeah, ex- exactly. Oh, my God. I, can, I love Can I eat so my much. food first? <laughs> Who? I mean, I, I felt that in my core. I felt that in my bones. Can I just eat first? <laughs> Can you can you pester me with this shit after I eat? Like the poor man, you know. Again, like details like that that add so much humanity. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd just be him like sitting down and like getting to it. It's yeah. Like, like he's can I just so at least eat first. He's just not phased by shit in no. a in a way that I wish I was more like that. It's just like yeah, okay, I'll do it, but I'm gonna finish my dinner. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, you're gonna memorize all of this by morning, which means he doesn't get to sleep. <laughs> 
Oh, I just, I really enjoyed it. I think he's such a good actor. There's a lot going on in his eyes. His eyes. Mm-hmm. He didn't even talk that much in the episode. Didn't need to. No. He's in the ship watching Luthen and, um, I forget the, the leader woman's name of the herders. I know, I can't think. <laughs> the rebels. I know, the... Val. Val. Something like yes, that. Yes, very right? pedestrian, yes. Sorry to all the Vals out there, but like it's not a Star Wars name, but maybe the longer version of it is. Well, Luke is a normal name. That's I true. Always, and That's ben. true. That's true. <laughs> I always say it's funny because it's, it's like, It's just oh. so hard because you have a name like Mon Mothma. <laughs> and it's like well, Val. I saw, I saw Diego Luda on Jimmy Kimmel, I think, the other night, and he was saying that he insisted on bringing tequila into the Star Wars universe so he could pronounce the names. Oh, that's right. They gave him a drink of something out of a flask. Is that, like, the first time we've seen that? I don't know, because Tim was drinking out of a glass Oh, that's flask. true. That's true. Flasks are more common in this I really liked that, universe. that the, the, like, mouthpiece was off to the side on that. I, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. I'll have one, Disney. Please and thank you. Sell those and I'll buy one. They won't. Um, (laughs) Make an adult store, please. I just, I'm really glad that Disney had the courage. There you go. To make a show this bold. It's not pulling its punches. And I love it. Let's talk about the Empire. The tension in that room. I do not want to sit in it. I don't want to be in it. Oh my God. I don't want to be in it. I've been in offices like that. Terrible. (laughs) Horrible. You sit in a conference room with a boss like that and you're like, this could have been an email. And now we're all sitting here on pins and needles and this could have just been an email. And like, kudos to everyone's performance because like they made it as tense as it needed to be. They're all squabbling Mm -hmm. and bickering and jabbing each other. And it's so passive aggressive. It's no wonder the Empire didn't like implode from the inside out. Like, how did anything get done? Again, I... An overused term here, but I can't think of a better one. But it's the crabs in a bucket phenomenon where they're all just trying to get one up on each other. It's fucking annoying and I love it. It's it's true because it's like that whole system, like the way the Empire structures itself just in general because of the Sith and Palpatine. It's all about a struggle for power, a power play. So every character is doing that all that we saw it in kenobi with the inquisitors we're seeing it yeah. here with the intelligence officers it's fucking exhausting it's pathetic <laughs> and it's crazy to think that all of this is happening and rebels is going on and we just had the inquisitors with kenobi going on and and yeah. all of this is like all these different and and somewhere out there palps and vader are floating around you know doing their own thing right? and it's like how did I don't know. I'm just amazed. I love their their outfits. They're very well tailored on everyone. Yes. <laughs> just they were standing there, you know, with their arms. The the, the woman. What's uh, the the female character we were introduced? Yes, to? I don't know her name. I don't know, but I, her hair was so tight it was making my head hurt. It, seriously, it looked like she was getting bloodshot eyes because her like, hair was so tight. My God, but she was good. I like where this is going. She's great. Yeah, again, scary. She's, she's scary. She's the odd, yeah, but she, there's something about her. She's the oddball in all of them, and she's trying to prove herself, and yet, is she, though? She has an interest in all of these stolen items, but, like, why fixate yes. on it? There's something there. Yes, I had, it's so interesting you're saying that. So I had a moment where I was wondering about her. I was wondering about Cyril. Is mm-hmm. he going to be, like, callous in Rebels? Which, spoiler alert, if you've not oh, watched Rebels yet, Stop listening for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just skip. Skip ahead like three minutes, four minutes. 
is he going to change? Like, are we going to start by hating him and grow to like love him? And by the end, we're going to be like, he's an amazing character. They're off to a good start because I fucking hate him. But I do. And his mother slapped him. She fucking (laughs) just flat out slapped him. That was really funny. I was like, she hates him too. (laughs) (laughs) But then I also had a thought, when are we going to find Cassian's sister? I don't know. For one second, I was like, what if she's that Imperial intelligence officer? Of course, she would have to be dyeing her hair. Oh. Which it looked like she was. You could see under the blonde, there was dark hair. Well, I was like, that's very unlikely. But even so, like, what if it turns out that, like, she's part of the Empire? That would be hard to, that would be a hard pill to swallow. But I'm here for it. Yeah, it would be interesting. If the story fits. I actually thought the girl who patched up Cassian's arm looked exactly like a grown version of his little sister, but that would be too obvious, yeah. right? It, I had the same thought. Truth yeah. be told, hi, Clarence. Truth be told, I don't think any of them are going to make it out of this run except for Cassian and maybe one other. I yeah. don't think this is going to go well. Oh, my God. Yeah. Clarence has thoughts. He's <laughs> very verbal. Yeah, I agree. I think he's probably going to be the only one that, that makes it out. And I now I'm like really... T- Tense about the kyber crystal. <laughs> well, no, wait, no, hold on. Did the did his little sister have blue eyes? Because the the female uh, imperial officer that we met, she had blue eyes. Did she not? I mean, they were Good like question. deer in headlights. You're right. I don't think so. I think she has. I think his sister has dark eyes. Well, it doesn't rule out that maybe his sister is a part of the empire somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I just just ha- like I was going about my business, and I was thinking like, if this was my story, and I was writing something, and Cassian is desperately trying to find his sister and doesn't mm-hmm. know what happened, and has this weird life that kind of was thrust upon him, and he made no decisions and ended up here. If you were gonna crush a person, yeah. what would you do? You would make his sister be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. something that he's horrified to learn you know i i don't know he'd still love her i think that's so sad i to think, think so of, too though. i know well i mean maybe they'll never find her i asked you in the text message did you notice the chandelier or light fixture in the circular boardroom that's what i'm going to refer refer to it as in the the imperial boardroom <laughs> <laughs> it's a boardroom it's I mean, conference room yeah where conference they do room. a lot of bickering yeah <laughs> I I noticed it. To I be didn't in, see it. Well, I noticed it to be in the shape of a cogwheel. That is brilliant. Which could be symbolic. That's what I looked. That's what I looked at it as. It looked to me like either you know what's what uh, powers a watch, like the circular mm-hmm. pieces of a watch, like a gear. It's so smart. If they did that on purpose, double kudos. Oh my god, I like everything's on purpose. A lot of yeah. the shots were kind of angled upward from the bottom up mm-hmm. when they were talking to these imperial individuals in that room and then the conversation between the female and the lead older guy who was flat out owning her. You are 100% correct. <laughs> that came from the manual and it is 100% wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> Her eyes yeah, when he said that. Were- <laughs> She's oh like, yes, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> shit. I get it, though. They can't go yeah. around with definitions. They have to pretend to be something. Everyone is pretending to be something in this episode, and I am here for it. I love it. I loved it so much. I love that they even, I know this is going to sound totally fucked up, but I loved it that they even showed, like, blood in this, because a lot of times, oh. do you know, when Finn touched the 
the stormtrooper touched Finn's helmet and left a blood streak. That was yes. like the first blood we saw in any of the, the movies. Yeah, Poe had a streak down his the side of his face from the interrogation table. I just think it's interesting that they're, like even Luthen says, you're bleeding on my floor, which is what yeah. the mercenaries say to Obi-Wan, yeah. you're bleeding all over my floor. I yes. was just like, yes. this is so it's funny. A real, it's a real concern in the galaxy. <laughs> Yeah, there's blood everywhere. They don't have Swiffers anywhere. (laughs) That's a good point, though. I didn't put any of that together, and I completely ignored the fact that we saw blood again. You're absolutely right. Well, there were a lot of little things. When Mon Mothma's talking to her shit husband, and he mentioned... That's his new name. Shit Shit husband. husband. Yes. Um, We're referring to I don't know his character's name. Don't need to. Shit husband. He's talking about, you know, who's going to be at this table. And she's like, they stopped the run on the supplies. So maybe we can bicker over them starving over the third course or something. Yeah. That was the same race that ends up causing Mon Mothma to leave. That's the, now I can't think of the name. She refers to it later in her, in her character's lifetime as like the reason why she left the Senate altogether. Oh, really? Interesting. It was the crisis on some planet now I can't think of, but it's the one they mention. I wish I could look it up, but everyone knows what I'm talking I just, about. I love these little things that they're dropping because they did the same thing with in the in the boardroom. Yes. They're discussing Ryloth. Oh, I heard that. Yes. Which is what's going on in like Bad, Bad Batch, Batch. Yes. and <laughs> Rebels. So yes. I was just like, oh my God. And then in a couple episodes ago, I think it was the first or second episode, Tim with two M's yeah. comes in and <laughs> says something about Wabani. Oh, that's which right. Which is where they pick up Jin. She's at the prison there. In yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. Yes. She's at the Wabani work camps or whatever it is so yeah. i was just like i love that they're i yeah. just love how they're they're not doing the typical jedi and it's sith true. and darth vader easter eggs you know it's like they're doing just star wars references but acting like it's just a normal universe that we all live in because we kind of as fans we all do live in this yeah and if if you're not a fan and you don't live it, it's not taking away from it. Right, exactly. It's just part of the conversation. It's just part of a planet reference. And But for exactly. those who know, it's kind of cool. I sent you the link of what was in that museum. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. The shit that people already found, I mean, I didn't come up with any of these. I saw them online and thought, okay, that's cool. The things that we did get to see, we didn't get to see Plo, cool, Plo Koon's face mask, which is in like a promo or a th- uh, trailer right one of our patrons sent a picture one of our of patrons sent us a picture of that but we didn't see that in this episode we did see mandalorian armor most likely i didn't pay attention to any of this well so, this, this is, is amazing this is all what i found so uh mandalorian armor most likely gathered from the great purge of mandalore on the night of a thousand tears mm-hmm there's a Calicori. It's not Harrison Dula's. Whoa. But it's referencing the sacred family heirlooms from Ryloth. There's also two separate pieces of stone that were obviously collected separately or broken of the world between worlds. And it's the hands of the father, the sister, no, and the, and the brother. <laughs> yeah. That belongs in a museum. It's like, <laughs> holy shit. That's yeah. amazing. So it's got the hands. And then Starkiller's armor. And in fact, our boy Sam Whitwer said, see, I told you I was in Andor dot dot dot. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he's a troll to his own kind, you know? That's he's like, so- hey, I told you guys I was I was an Andor, kind of, slightly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. That is, because Starkiller's not canon. No. Right? But they threw it in there. Yeah, maybe it is canon now. now. Holy shit. Canon now. just posted something about Starkiller and was saying that in Legends, the like plan was for him to defeat Vader and go after Luke or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, but the, mm-hmm. it, the whole plot line kind of like got canceled before it even reached that point. So I was like, that would have been fucking crazy. It's 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 really cool, and we haven't seen everything in that whole room, obviously, because we know Plo Plo Koon's. Is it his or one of his kinds? I mean, how would they have gathered it from a shipwreck in the middle of... He would have blown up. Anyway, there's also a Wookiee helmet from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, cool. Uh, The attack on the Wookiees. (laughs) And then in the back room where Luthen and Mon Mothma are having their private discussion, there is a shot, blurry, but it's a Jedi and Sith holocron. So Holy shit. There could be something really crazy in those holocrons. Well, is it the one where Obi-Wan's message to the other Jedi? It could be. It could be the one that Maul was... Wasn't Maul trying to get one in Rebels? Yeah, I don't... I don't. It could be... I don't know if they have just There's a shit ton laying around shit. or what. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that Maul is in this universe he with is. Andor right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on in this universe all at the same time. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's incredible. This is so cool. So what was this cudgel that he was showing her? I didn't I didn't know if that was like a reference to something that I should be picking up on or not. It it was really cool looking and like you have just said, like even though I didn't know the reference, I still it didn't matter. It was super cool and I found it interesting. But like he lifts up this like <laughs> spiked cudgel that he said was from some something or other. <laughs> I was like Oh, the saw looking thing? Like a like a knife. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. I was like, mm-hmm. why would you buy that for your husband? Well, now <laughs> like that we that's... know how they act towards each other, maybe it's the perfect <laughs> gift. I mean, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, this is perfect for your husband. Wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can bring it back if you're not satisfied. Some people are saying that Luthen's daughter is the leader of this rebel group, and that's why he spoke to her. Like, look at me. I actually wondered that because they're kind of like, they both have blonde hair. And, and he's like, she's going to get mad at me. I just know it. Yeah. That's interesting. That would be very... And like, remember Cassian said, who is he? Like, what's his story? And she's like, you should have asked him when you were with him. Oh, yeah. And, and we and don't I'm, talk about him at gonna all. We're not going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. That would be very interesting. Everyone's hiding secrets in this episode. Everyone. Yeah. And I love it. Fucking love all of it. I loved this episode. We're not going to yeah. talk about every episode we swear. But we also... Don't swear. Unless they're so good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have to bust out the klaxon, okay? I don't like the noise, but I'll put it, bust it out when necessary. I'm just so excited. I am too. I, and I, I am have, too. I have zero expectation. I like, I I don't even care. I'm just along for the ride and I'm loving every fucking minute. Well, we know that we're going to get a couple conflict scenes. Number one, they're going to do the rebel plan. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a whole thing. And it's going to be going on at the same time that Mon Mothma is dealing with people at a table that she doesn't like. So two types of battles going on. Yes. A formal battle, probably with mm-hmm. words and wit, and a less formal, nitty gritty, <laughs> on the ground, boots on the ground type, flee for our lives. With explosions and Cassian dressed up like an imperial soldier. So. I like it. <laughs> Yay! <I'm ready. laughs> 
Give me lots of close-ups on Diego Luna's brooding face, and I'll just be happy. His hair seems so soft, doesn't it? (laughs) I know. Everything about him is nice. (laughs) I'm really focused on hair all the time, but his hair seems really nice. (laughs) All right, so this week, our question for our listeners Did you notice any other Easter eggs in episode four or honestly, episode one, two, and three as well that we have missed? We would love to see what you guys have noticed. Yeah. And do you know what that jagged edge sword was? We would love to (laughs) know. What was that that club? Yeah. (laughs) That romantic birthday gift of a club. (laughs) I love it. All right. Next week, we're going back to what we said we were going to talk about this week. Sorry, not Sorry. We're going to talk Unless about... Cassian's yeah. better. Yes. <laughs> we are going to talk about the similarities and differences between the Satine and Obi-Wan relationship compared to Padme and Anakin's relationship. And I think it will be interesting. So come on back and join us for that one. Okay, so last week we discussed Andor episode one, two, and three, and we asked our listeners what their favorite moment was. And Sisters, Sabres, Star Destroyers, say that 10 times fast. Damn, nice name. (laughs) Sent us a comment. They said, my favorite scene by far was the very end of episode three, which I know you, Leanne, said was really moving for you as well. Very moving for me. They said, everything about it just made me cry, which is crazy because I don't cry in a lot of Star Wars. I cried from both its beauty and its emotion. The parallel of the two parts of Cassian's life shows how far he has come and yet how little agency he has had in his life. Everything has happened to him without his choice for the most part. Well, it makes his choice at the end of Rogue One great. What he was saying to Luthen about the freedom, you know, being able to eat, sleep, and live your life because his whole life has been chosen for him. Yeah. And then, like you said, with Rogue One, that was his choice. Mm -hmm. Nobody told him he had to do that. That was him deciding for himself. Well, beautiful comment. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't have said it better myself. That was beautifully stated. Thank you so much for your comment. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We are now available on Amazon Music. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space win, may the force be with you. Always. Always.